Welcome to the Sales Readiness Podcast, a podcast brought to you by the Sales Readiness Group, an industry-leading sales training company that helps companies develop highly effective sales organizations. For more information, visit us at salesreadinessgroup.com. This audio track features an interview of our CEO, Norman Bihar, in Sales Pipeline Radio with Matt Hines. In this interview, Norman discusses our new book, The High Impact Sales Manager. How is this book different than others in the market? What does it mean to be a high impact sales manager? And what keeps sales managers from achieving better results? Matt also asks Norman about how to get sales reps and sales managers motivated to learn and develop new behaviors. How long does it take to develop a coaching culture? And what can leadership do to help sales managers be more effective in their role as coaches and get better at managing their time? Enjoy. And uh, today, very, very excited to have a good friend of mine uh, who's based up here in the Seattle area, Norm Bihar, who is the co-author of the book, The High Impact Sales Manager, a no-nonsense practical guide to improve your team's sales performance. And uh, Norman, let's uh, just uh, let's let's get right into it. Thanks so much for joining us today. Matt, thank you very much for having me on your show. Looking forward to uh, to uh, speaking with you and, uh, you know, uh, joining your audience. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Norman, we've known each other for a long time now, and uh, you know, you've been you've been someone that I've gone to uh, quite a number of times, you know, for advice uh, on from a sales management standpoint. You know, with clients that need sales management training, um, that need to you know improve the efficacy, efficacy of, your, of the sales teams. And I was so excited uh, when I found out that you guys were writing a book. Uh, you know, this I've I've been spending a lot of time with this and actually been quoting it with a lot of clients because it's you know what I like. You know, my 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 favorite part of the description here is the no nonsense and practical part. Like this is not just strategy. This is this gets into the nuts and bolts of how to improve your team's performance. Talk a little bit about you know where this book came from. Why was this important for you? Um, and, and how is this book different than others that are exist on the market today? Well, I, I think Matt, as you know, we have a very active blog at the Sales Readiness Group, and probably our favorite subject to blog about is sales management. And the reason behind that is that. We just think sales managers can have the most dramatic impact on sales team performance, although we offer training programs, uh, and, the, and the training programs help develop selling skills. It's really the sales managers that are in the trenches day in and day out with their sales team. Yep. And all of our sales blogs were really, our uh, sales management blogs were really geared on providing very practical advice that drew on our sales training programs and our personal experience. I mean, Myself and the other co-authors who are my business partners have been in uh, sales and sales management for over 30 years. And one of the uh, kind of some of the input we were getting was, you guys should really write a book. And we thought about it, and we looked at a lot of the management books, the sales management books that were on the market, and they were highly theoretical. And we said, you know, we can put together something that's really practical, easy to use, pretty quick read, and allows managers to have an immediate impact in working with their sales team. So that's what we set out to do. We were able to um, really organize this in a way that we think gets to the key skills managers need to develop and implement. And, you know, one of the things I liked about your comment is the goal was to make these, uh, to offer this advice, offer these techniques, and allow managers to readily put them into into place. And 
we're hoping the the, the book is achieving that goal. Yeah, I've, I've uh, I mean the feedback I've had from people I know that have read it have definitely reiterated that. Uh, definitely, you know, gets out of the clouds and into the details very well. You know, if could you quickly summarize for us, you know, what does it mean to be a high impact sales manager? I'm sure a lot of people have different definitions of that, but for you, what are the components or characteristics that make for a successful high impact sales manager? So I think there's really five key areas that if you think about a sales manager, they can often get kind of trapped in the weeds of, solve, of being chief problem solver and what we call kind of getting stuck in a daily grind. But if they can learn to transcend it, there's really five things they're going to do very well. One is hire the best people and hold them accountable. So if you have the right people on your team, it's a lot easier to manage, uh, coach, and lead that team. They're going to learn how to manage sales performance, and sometimes people are just they have the wrong notion. They're they're hyper focused on results, and you know ultimately we're measured on results, but results are backward looking. So what we want them to do is to manage sales performance by really focusing on underlying behaviors that drive results. So that would be a second key element is learning how to manage sales performance. A third is learning how to manage the pipeline. A lot of companies end up with a bloated sales pipelines, deals that are dormant, deals that are stuck, and as a result, the managers can't produce accurate forecasts. So that's embarrassing not only for the manager, but also for the VPs and the, you know, all the way up the organization. So being able to manage the pipeline is the third element. Fourth element is really providing personalized sales coaching. So if you think about managing performance, that's really a framework for managing a team. Sales coaching is something can be very individualized that helps each person develop better skills, and improve their win rates. And then the fifth element is really being a great leader, and part of being a great leader is learning how to motivate and inspire your sales team. So those are the five key elements that we've set out to address in the book, The High Impact Sales Manager. I like your five keys of the sales, the effective sales manager. So let me ask the opposite question then. What, what keeps people from doing that? What keeps high potential sales managers from achieving uh, that higher level of success? I think there's a couple of things. If you think about, you know, where do most sales managers come from? They came from the sales ranks. So maybe a VP of sales uh, is looking to add to their, uh, to add a new sales manager, add a new district, or maybe one of the managers is being promoted and they're looking for the next sales manager. They're typically going to look within the sales team. And they're going to look probably at a high performer and say, okay, this person really is doing a great job of selling. Uh, they'll start having some conversation. The salesperson may see it as a great opportunity. And within a relatively short period of time, they're promoted into management. But what's kind of missing there is not the fact that a great salesperson can learn how to become a sales man- a good sales manager. It's that it's really a different skill set. When you're a salesperson, it's really all about you. It's about your prospecting skills, your call planning skills. You may be part of a team, but the skills that you're using are really individual selling skills, identifying priorities, asking great questions, having great sales conversations. And as a manager, it's really about success through others. So I think that unless there is a mentoring or training program that really helps the salesperson, once they're promoted, understand the difference, they're likely to uh, kind of fall back on what they know, which is selling, and which typically leads to telling other salespeople, here's how I used to do it, not very effective, versus managing. When you think about what does a manager need to do, it's, setting team goals, recruiting and selecting people, coaching the individuals, the things we just talked about, performance management, leadership and motivation. So it's a different skill set. So I think that's one of the issues that holds managers back. And that's you know pretty easy to address through uh, sales management training programs, but it also requires, it requires a change in mindset. 
The other thing is, if you just think about managing a sales team, it's a pretty fast-paced environment. Uh, salespeople are not always the easiest to manage. You've got also customer issues that come up. You have also meetings you need to attend. And so managers can get stuck in a time trap where almost all their time is, is really responding to urgent requests. And typically the problem there is that they haven't really learned how to empower others and prioritize. And so actually the introduction to our book is called Transcending the Daily Grind and really learning how to compartmentalize this so that you're not the chief problem solver and just putting out fire after fire every day and then by the end of the week you're exhausted and it repeats the following Monday morning. But you're learning to understand, okay, if I empower people and really put this in perspective, how do I allow enough time to do the five things that I'm supposed to do that really allow me to be a very effective uh, manager? We've been talking a lot about, you know, the components of high-impact sales managers, the things that keep them from doing that. Um, you know, the, uh, clearly, you know, there's a blueprint for for how to help sales managers become more successful that you outline in the book. You know, before we go to break, if, if you could quickly just answer the question, how do you get sales reps and sales managers to more proactively invest in their own growth and success? Like, I mean, we can put them through training. We can teach them these things. How do we get them to to be self-motivated to learn and hone these behaviors? I think that's really about a mindset and having a training and coaching culture. And unfortunately, a lot of organizations don't have that mindset. And I think what, what happens is, again, these are pretty fast-paced environments, and you get caught up in all the things you need to do to kind of respond to the daily needs of customers or our prospective customers. And what we really want is to encourage a level of self-discovery, both at the sales management and sales area. So one of the key skills for a manager is being a great coach, and a great coach can really help develop those attributes within the salesperson. We use something called, that we refer to in the book called the three A's framework, which is managers have a problem that in a lot of cases they can't resist, as, as I was saying before, of going into tell mode. Here's how I used to do it. Here's what you should do. Here's what you need to do next. And that doesn't create really this motivation to learn and grow. Instead, what we really want them to focus on is these three, what we call the three A's. To ask first, so really ask open-ended questions, much like they would a customer. Really find out what's going on with their salesperson, what does their salesperson want to achieve, and showing the level of interest in really understanding the salesperson's perspective. The other thing we want them to do is become great listeners. Unfortunately, many managers, again, because they want to go into tell mode, they don't necessarily practice active listening, which is not only just hearing what your sales reps are saying, but understanding, you know, the body language. Are they just saying what they they think you want them to, to say, or do they really have true meaning behind it? So kind of the same skills, again, you'd use if you were calling on a customer to understand their needs. And then assume the best of attentions, assume that salespeople really do want to improve. And those three things will create a level of receptivity where salespeople want to engage their managers and talk about career development and really focus on development as opposed to just kind of going through the motions on a daily basis. So I think you could apply that both at the management level and at the sales level to start creating a coaching and training culture where people really do want to grow and, and develop. How long does it take to, for the typical sales manager to sort of make this a habit? I mean, is this a is there a period of time that you recommend people really put a focus to make this a habit? Is this an ongoing process that people are always working on? Well, I think it's ongoing. I think that, you know, the nature of, you know, and I've been in uh, sales and sales management for 30-plus years, is that when you get busy, it's much easier to tell than to coach. And so I think it does have to be ongoing. That said, I think people can – 
develop really good coaching skills probably in about 90, 90 days. And then if they implement those over maybe the course of a year, they're going to become part of that cadence of management. So I think it takes about 30, um, 30 days to, or excuse me, 90 days to develop the skills and then apply them for, you know, roughly a year. And when I say apply it, you know, we kind of use a benchmark, you know, how much time should a manager spend coaching? Probably 25 to 40% of their total, of their total time. And I think if they do that for, you know, probably nine months following learning how to coach, they'll become pretty proficient and become part of their cadence of sales management. Awesome. You talked about being a good coach. How do you coach the coach? You know, what are some of the things that sales managers um, and other executives can do to help, you know, make their coaches more effective and help is sort of, you know, increase and reinforce the right behavior from those coaches? Well, I think you have to think about coaching in, in, in two buckets, uh, Matt. There's what I would call opportunity coaching or what's often referred to as deal coaching. And that's the coaching that you provide when you're doing, a, let's say, a weekly review of a salesperson's pipeline. You're sitting down with that salesperson. You're looking at which opportunities are progressing from stage to stage. Unfortunately, what opportunities might be stuck or dormant, maybe a new competitor emerged, maybe um, they're having a difficult time getting to decision makers, Maybe they're not able to really articulate their win theme. So I think you have this whole notion of opportunity or deal coaching. And to develop those skills, those are really skills that the manager has developed as a salesperson because they've they've been in the trenches, they've closed business before, and they can actually offer very practical advice. But again, as opposed to telling people what to do, we want them to use you know questions that really get to you know how well qualified is the opportunity. And then digging down a little bit deeper than Bant, and I know that you you've probably talked about Bant and uh, you know in this and other episodes before, but but beyond budget, authority, need, and timing, you're really getting to you know what is a customer's business need, what's the unique value you bring to that customer, who are the decision makers, and what is your relationship with them? How's the competition going to try and beat you? And maybe most importantly, why you, why you will win. So those are some of the kind of questions that managers need to start asking salespeople as they look at specific opportunities. And the benefit of that is salespeople will start asking those questions themselves. And so you're really going to start empowering and doing a better job of creating better velocity in your pipeline and higher wind rates. The more difficult skill to develop is really skills coaching. And skills coaching gets to how do you help your salespeople improve selling skills, you know, whether that's call planning skills and salespeople often, you know, unfortunately don't do enough call planning and they, they really are not prepared with, with clear objectives when they call in customers or they may not be fluent in how to manage objections or in how to negotiate. And so helping salespeople develop uh, skills really gets to learning how to assess their current level of proficiency and motivation and then develop very targeting coaching plans. So one of the keys for the power of sales coaching and why it's the most powerful management action is that it is personalized. And so by taking the time to kind of do a, um intellectually honest co-assessment, both by the manager and the salesperson, of their skills inventory, and in our programs we use eight key skill areas and three behavior statements in each, so we have these 24-point uh, quick assessment, you can develop very positive and focused coaching plans that are individualized for each salesperson. So I think having the tools and the processes in place are really key to developing better coaches and better managers. 
You know, you talked earlier about the percent of time coaches should be spending coaching. And I think it'd, I'd be hard pressed to talk to any sales manager that doesn't want, you know, 25, 40% of their time to be able to spend coaching. And, but I do find that most sales managers don't feel like they have that time. Um, how much of that is related to the, you know, just, just, you know, you know, how many things are on their plate, but how do you also help sales managers get better at time management? How do you help them carve out more time to be better at uh, spending time doing the coaching? It's not that sales managers aren't busy. Most sales managers that I know are working far more than 40 hours per week. They're um, busy during the day. They often travel. They have to attend conferences. They have to prepare forecasts. They go to meetings. It's a difficult conversation, but what's really holding them back is they still are probably going way too much into reactive mode when it comes to business problems, and they have to learn to empower. So it is somewhat of a catch-22. I have to empower my people to um, be able to solve their own problems. To do that, I have to coach them, but I may not have the time for coaching. And I think initially it will take an increased investment of time beyond the time they're already putting in. But once they do that, it's going to have a very quick payback because many of the things that the manager has been solving for their salespeople, the salespeople learn to solve themselves. And then I think it just is a very um, conscientious uh method of guarding their their time and making sure that they they have allocated time and that 25 to 40 percent doesn't necessarily need to be formal coaching there are almost always coaching moments so if you're working with someone on call planning they're going on a call today hey you know matt here i know you're going to be calling on xyz corporation later today what are your call objectives you know just even a quick callway conversation can be part of a coaching moment. Norman, just in the last few seconds before we wrap up, if you could just uh, talk about the what the format uh, preferences are for this kind of a training. I know you guys do a ton of sales management training as part of your practice. Uh, sales Readiness Group has been regularly ranked one of the top sales training companies by Selling Power Magazine and others. But, you know, just really quickly, what are, what are some of your preferred formats for doing that training? And if people are interested, how can they learn more about how you guys might be able to help them? Sure. So the book itself is a synopsis of the training program. The training program, it really centers around a two-and-a-half-day workshop where we cover those those five key areas that I mentioned earlier about managing a team, leading a team, coaching a team, and hiring the best people. The pre-work typically involves assessment uh, and customization, and then the post-training typically involves uh, live online reinforcement and and measurement. And then those programs are all custom tailored. So in many cases, you know, I think of one large publicly traded company. We broke that out over the course of a year, focusing on one key area uh, per quarter. But generally, it's a combination of assessment, uh, live on-site training, and live online reinforcement, and then post-training measurement. So we have the kind of the key elements built in. People can learn more by going to our website uh, and taking a look at the High Impact Sales Manager. They can also uh, email us at info at salesreadinessgroup.com or email me directly, nbhar at salesreadinessgroup.com, and we'd be delighted to provide you more information on our sales and sales management training programs. And that was the end for this interview. Thank you for listening. If you found this content helpful, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes and share this interview with your network. Also, our new book, The High Impact Sales Manager, a no-nonsense practical guide to improve your team's sales performance, is now available to order. To learn more and buy a copy, go to highimpactsalesmanager.com. Thanks again for listening, and remember, better skills produce better results. <laughs>